early in the morning and I sound very hoarse. You would too if you spent your entire day at an amusement park in the sweltering heat, having a good time riding roller coasters and doing everything else. Welcome to Not Your Average Cheerleader NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Gibbs, and here we cover the NFL players, the game, the contracts. Man, we even cover the injuries. So I need you to sit back, relax. If you're all about the NFL, you're in the right place. I'm about to throw some commentary your way. So you know what? Go ahead and grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your food, because we're about to get this party started. We are on episode two. Well, summer episode two of Not Your Average Cheerleader. Before we start the fifth season, NFL is right around the corner. Um, July was the last month um, without football, ladies and gentlemen. We have preseason. Um, this is July 31st. We're on a Monday. Um, and August 1st starts us just drawing closer to the first real season game. Of course, you have preseason games that are about to start. Training camp has been going on. I know you're all like, Ashley, you published the last episode July 1st, and we don't have it. Like, where's our second episode? This is it. Nothing was going on, y'all. Like, there was nothing happening. And that is the reason why there's such a big gap between summer episode one and summer episode two. Um, These summer episodes are difficult because unless people are doing outlandish things or contracts are really being discussed, it's kind of hard to have content to sit here and talk to you all about this. So I went and did some digging because I know y'all are here. Y'all like, oh, we want to talk football because that's what we've been waiting on. I got you. First things first. This episode is brought to you by the coffee that's inside my cup. Um, I've been staring away from cream. I know y'all know I went non-dairy. Um, and that's just because, you know, I'm lactose intolerant. What can I say? Um, but I went non-dairy for a while. And now um, I tend to go to Starbucks and get like a cold brew. Um, and then I get like a, like the caramel syrup and classic. And that's it. I don't get anything else in it. Oh, my gosh, I know, shocking, right? Um, <laughs> and it's delicious. I actually like it. I did that just because it's so hot outside to have any kind of creamer sitting in your stomach while you're walking around the sweltering heat, sweating. It's just not cool. So <laughs> um, if you get a chance to try it, challenge yourself with something this week, something you've been wanting to try um, that may be different, maybe healthier for you, maybe um pulling you away from a bad habit. I don't know. Um, I challenge you to try something fun. That was my challenge. No creamer in my coffee. And y'all know I love my iced coffee. Um, because, you know, yesterday, like my friends and I, um, we went to uh, an amusement park um, and they had all the cool rides. And, you know, um, it was Bush Gardens. I'll, I'll tell you where it was because there's at least a couple of those in this country. Um, and it was so much fun. Um, but it was extremely hot, um, cooler compared to past days. Um, and we went to, uh, and had an amazing time out there. I lost my voice screaming because one of the rides was much faster than I anticipated. Um, we were on this roller coaster and we waited in line for 109 minutes. And so when we finally get to the front, we get strapped, it's like, it looked like a little snowmobile. And I was like, the way they have this roller coaster set up, is very odd. And <laughs> I say to my friend, I'm just like, all right, let's see what this 109 minute wait is going to, and it just took off like speed of light. Well, not that fast, but it just took off. 
And I started screaming because I wasn't ready um, at all. <laughs> so it's been years since I've been on a roller coaster. And I enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, sorry if I'm slightly yelling. I'm going to try to pull back for the microphone. Um, but I loved it. It was so much fun. We had a great time. We were there from what feels like morning time all the way. We didn't leave to like 7.30, 7.45 at night. Um, I didn't get home till later. Um, so my body feels like I did a full-blown three hit workouts back to back, ran 10 miles, came back, did a strength training workout. So, and on top of that, I have a horse force. So there's the backstory for that. I know y'all didn't come here to hear what I did over the weekend. I hope your weekends were fun and fulfilled. Um, you're like, Ashley, we're here to talk about football. And I have so much cool stuff that I've been working on in shadows. I know if you don't see posts on the Ashley Gibbs LLC page, know that I'm always working. Um, I have some cool stuff coming, y'all. I promise. I have um, a meeting that I have on the first week of August, and we're going to jumpstart some stuff when the season starts. So please, if you haven't yet, go follow Ashley Gibbs LLC on Instagram. That's where I'm going to post all the cool stuff at um, so that you can be hip to what's going on. I'm talking about potential giveaways, um, some cool um, sweatshirt paraphernalia I've been working on. Some great stuff is coming, but you got to be in the loop, right? Um, and then we have fantasy football. So don't think I forgot. I had to go buy. My mom and I were out running errands the other day. And I had to go buy one of those little fantasy football notebooks um, in the magazines. Because so many of the usual players that I draft are either retired or don't have the same quarterback. Like no one, as much as I love Mike Evans and as much as I love Chris Godwin, I probably won't draft them. You have Baker Mayfield as your quarterback. How well do you think those passes are going to be completed? Like, I just want to throw that out there. Um, so it, the the whole format has to change <laughs> of who I draft. Um, so I had to go get some help. So I was just like, I need to know about the players, especially now that we have, you know, Aaron Rodgers on the Jets. We have, you know, uh, the Bengals are constantly in the conversation. There's just a lot going on. And let's get started. That leads me to my first topic where we're going to, jump right in and talk about contracts and injuries. I'm going to start with the contracts because I think that that's kind of most important right now Um, because it really has asked a bunch of questions to the NFL, right? Um, So, for example, we all know about the – it's the L.A. Chargers, right? L.A. Chargers, their QB, Justin Herbert, I made some predictions about that kid three years ago. I was 100% right. The evidence is in the pudding. I don't know if that's the same, but the evidence is in the pudding. I predicted that he was going to have some crazy accuracy. I also predicted that he was going to be really good and he's growing. I think he needs a better quarterback, um, coach person, the coordinator person. I'm learning y'all bear with me. And that kid has some serious accuracy and what he's done for that team compared to what they had before. I'm not saying they were trash before. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying they're a little bit better. They still have the potential to be better than what they are right now. But with that kid as quarterback, they're going to get there. And I think they know that. Hence his contract. So Justin Herbert just signed an extension that ties into the L.A. Chargers for five years, $262.5 million. Now, until Joe Burrow's contract is done, and we'll get to that in a second, 
he is right now one of the highest paid. This kid, who's probably barely 25, is net worth just shot through the roof. Um, but you have to admit, when you when you think about Justin Herbert and you think about um sorry for the crying, that's my neighbors. Um, I would cry too. It's hot outside, sweetie. Um, but if you think about Justin Herbert's contract, like I said, if you look at what the Chargers had before he got there, I think the issue is not the quarterback anymore. I think the issue is weapons and wide receivers. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the runner, the running backs get paid. I'll touch on that briefly. Um, cause I'm going to transition into that in a second because you had one, one key weapon that we always saw on that team, which was Austin Eckler, right? Um, he was just a key element on that team. What I also saw with the Chargers is there's times where Justin Herbert put the ball literally in a wide receiver's hands and the wide receiver dropped it multiple times. This wasn't just on one occasion. This is when it counts. Um, I think that they needed, they've been changing out coaches a few times. So some structural things have to happen, but I think you give this kid the right head coach, the right quarterback, I don't think it's quarterback coordinator, is it? It's quarterback Coach, quarterback coach, let's call him quarterback coach. Um, head coach, quarterback coach, and give him some wide receivers. The Chargers could now, you know, potentially be part of the conversation. But congratulations to Justin Herbert. What an amazing contract. Um, the kid's good, and I can't wait to see how he grows into being quarterback. Um, it's gonna get interesting really fast. Um, but real quick, let's sidetrack to the the running back situation because as you know, um, you had Saquon Barkley, who is the running back for the New York Giants. Um, he apparently they had like a meeting, like Austin Eckler was there, like a bunch of running backs in the league. They had like a phone call meeting, Zoom meeting. This is not an educated guess. This happened because this was in the news. Now, what was discussed, we don't know. That we have no idea. We can only speculate. But um, and as you all know, disclaimers. Um, if I found or read something, uh. I will tell you where I found a Reddit so you can go do your own, you know, further research if you have questions. But if I'm speculating, I'll say speculate. If it's a rumor, I'll say rumor. You know how the deal goes here. Um, and again, don't make any bets based off of what I say. I am not responsible for if you lost your money because you chose to draft Austin Eckler and he didn't run 10 yards. <laughs> That's just my disclaimer. Um, love y'all, though. <laughs> um, I don't even bet. So I don't know why I would encourage anyone else to. Um, but... Back to Saquon Barkley, he was having so much trouble getting a solidified contract with the New York Giants. They go and they pay, I don't even know their quarterback's name. Isn't it David or Dave? I feel like that's not right. I don't know the New York Giants quarterback. I'm not looking it up. I'm not going to do that. My point is, is they paid the quarterback all this money. And here's Saquon Barkley. I don't care. Argue with me via message or on social media or on threads or whatever you're on. Um, and here, in my opinion, Saquon Barkley carried that team all last season. They put that man to work. When they needed yards, he got them yards. When they needed a touchdown, he got them a touchdown. And yet he basically had to beg and plead, which I hate that that happens, um, to get a contract, he did eventually. They franchised him because that's what they're doing now. It almost makes you question where the running back position is going, especially financially, right? Um, it was kind of said on one of my favorite talk shows. I think it was Speak um, with um, Emmanuel Ocho and Joy Taylor, and uh, and wow, 
one of my favorite players who is a two-time Super Bowl um, um, running back as well um, and played with Tom Brady and Patrick um, Holmes. Shout out to him. I'm sorry that my mind is blanking, um, but I haven't drunk all my coffee yet. They were just kind of discussing what that means for the running back position because the running back position is so prevalent, is so available that most teams aren't paying their running backs. And in my personal like fan fandom of watching the game, if you will, um, you pay someone like, look what happened with Ezekiel Elliott. He sat out, didn't he sit out in like Cancun? I was like, I'm not coming back till I get my money. And then he got his money and look at what he did that season. Okay, just I'm just I'm just saying, look at what he did that season. That's all I'm gonna say. Um, so that will be it, but I'm glad Saquon Barkley did get a contract. It's very incentive based. Um, it's worth eleven million one year. Um, and I think he had like a nine hundred thousand dollar signing bonus. And this is a man who's been a team player. He could have sat out. He could have said, "I'm not going to play till my contract's done." He's still trying to be a team player. And there was even a part where it just seemed like he was caught, a, you know, caught between two difficult decisions, right? Um, and I think that that says a lot about his character. Um, that he's still trying to put the team first while making sure that his his you know P one his priorities. And his interests are protected. But the guy is great. He's worth the money. I don't know what the New York Giants are doing. Um, like, for example, Dalvin Cook was let go. And the things he did for the Vikings last year were insane. And there's rumors, rumored, he visited the Jets. I'm, I'm pretty sure someone's going to say, oh, no, that's confirmed. Um, but we're going to get to Aaron Rodgers' contract in a second because that's going to be so key element here. Um, but you have... Trayvon Diggs, Stefan Diggs' um, brother, if you will, um, was a cornerback for the Dallas Cowboys. He just signed a five-year extension worth $97 million. They are, I don't know what, seems like some positions are getting the money. Some positions are having to to fight back, if you will. Um, this isn't, listen, this is like Monopoly. Give me my money. If you owe me, owe me, pay me. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Pay me my money. Um, <laughs> That's kind of how this feels. Um, so shout out to him. He's been um, a very essential key aspect on the defense. I'm sure of it. Um, and his son is so amazing. I love watching, um, you know, the cool interviews that he does with his son. They've done just such a great job integrating him into the football world. Um, and he was like, thank you to all. I think his son, the quote was that he said once his dad signed the contract, thank you to all the quarterbacks out there that threw my dad the ball. I was like, ooh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Little boy learned a few things. Um, and then let's circle back around to Saquon Barkley, right? Um, because we talked about his one year extension, eleven million nine hundred K bonus, um, very incentive based. So if the team does well, he does well, basically. I still think that, that um his contract bothered me the most. Um, and that is because Again, this guy carried that team on his back. The least they could do is give him two, maybe even three years, right? Um, put in a trading clause. I don't know. I'm not a contract negotiator in the NFL. But I just feel like for what he's been doing for this team and to have to go through all that to even get this and it's incentive-based, um, it just makes you question how they feel about the running back position. Austin Eckler um, kind of expressed, you know, the same sentiments um, about the running back position. 
Um, and like I said, they had a meeting. And even Christian McCaffrey stood, he's got his contract a long time ago. Um, and he stood with the running backs. So many stood up and said, I stand with the running backs in this industry. Um, because it just seems like that in the tight end positions, you kind of see where are these positions heading, right? There will always be a need for a cornerback. There will always be a need for a safety. There will always be a need for linemen. There will always be a need for, um, you know, the wide receivers, et cetera. But, like, fullback, no one talks about a fullback position ever. I rarely ever hear it. Um, tight end position is kind of like almost a wide receiver position or slot receiver position, if you will. That's where it's transitioning to. Running back is questionable at best, which is exactly why I think Debo Samuel was so bent on when it was him carrying the 49ers on his back. He was like, I am not a running back. Do not put me back there. He's like, I am a wide receiver. And he was like, you'll pay me as such. And speaking sideline of the 49ers, we're still waiting on Nick Bosa to complete his contractual agreement um, as far as his extension and what he'll get paid. Um, as you know, he's one of the, one of the number one defensive players in this league right now. Um, and he's sitting out. He is not at training camp right now. I don't blame him. I will sit down just until my contract's done. His agent is working hard day and night, harder than Chris Jenner. Um, to get, <laughs> that was a joke. Um, to get this contract done. And so um, pay the man 49ers, please. Just pay the man. This man has clearly made us, made our defense from 89 to 100. So he's valuable. I'm sure they'll pay him. I think they're just trying to figure out the best way to do it. Um, Brock Purdy is healthy. Um, he has been cleared to go to full level practice, um, which had the team seriously excited. I think they saw something special in Brock Purdy. He is QB1 as long as he's on the field. That means Trey Lance will be QB2, but don't count Trey Lance out. He's out there. He's waiting. Trey Lance is itching for his shot. Um, so keep your eye on the 49ers. Don't count them out yet. I know they're not in a conversation. Let's get to who we really want to talk about. We really want to talk about Aaron Rodgers, don't we? We do. Um, because Aaron Rodgers, as you know, left the Green Bay Packers. He's officially the quarterback for the New York Jets. Um, and he signs a new deal. Um, he renegotiated his contract. He, um, in the words of one of my favorite movies, um, Clueless, he got to the kitchen. He said, you know, had some people show up that didn't RSVP. Got to the kitchen, rearranged some things, and was able to serve everybody. So he rearranged his contract um, to two-year extension, $75 million guaranteed, but he took a $35 million pay cut. He gave them $35 million in cap space. Now, if I was to take, I don't know, an NFL-educated guess, you have rumor Dalvin Cook visiting the facility. There's probably other people they may want to pick up during the season. I personally believe, and this is my opinion, that Aaron Rodgers is doing what Tom Brady did. When he went down to Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <clears throat> Tom Brady, he basically was building the Avengers. Everyone he knew he could get on that team that was a good player, he got to the team. We haven't heard about Aaron Rodgers taking a pay cut in a very long time. So obviously, he's in a winner's mindset, in my personal opinion. I don't know what that means for Jets. I don't, I don't think it guarantees them a Super Bowl trip. Um, but I think the fact that he did two years tells you that he's going to at least say, give us some time. If we can't do it year one, most people want to do it year one. Um, but if we can't do it year one, maybe he's hoping that they'll be at the state where they can definitely do it for year two. But this is a guy that 
took a pay cut because he wants all the weapons he can get. He wants to build the Avengers in New York now. And in the movie, that's where their headquarters was. Um, But he's pulling a Tom Brady. Tom Brady took pay cuts so that the team could get weapons. Because to be fair, it's either get paid a lot of money or win. And if you look at most guys in their contracts, like for example, Travis Kelsey tweeted about this. When he he talks about his contract sometimes and he says his agent, um, you know, said that I'm paraphrasing his agent was like saying that he could get paid more. Um, and he's thought about it because he watches people like Tyree Kill go to the Miami Dolphins and get mad money. And Travis Kelsey could step out on the market and get a lot of money if he wanted to. Right. Uh, apparently, it sounds like he's leaving money on the table. But he said, I like winning more. And he said, to be fair, how many of those people stepped out and now they're not on a winning team anymore? Oop. Like, so it seems like I'm learning, like, with football, it's a toss-up. It's either I want to get paid a ton of money or be part of a winning team. And to be part of a winning team, it takes everybody, basically, all the best talent getting paid and wanting to win so bad. If anybody wants more money than that, they're nine times out of ten going to leave that franchise to go. So to to watch the Patriots and everybody's like, well, is the Kansas city chiefs, the new dynasty. Everybody's like, well, two more wins. Yes. I think two more wins and keeping, if Patrick Mahomes either has to do one or two things, not just, you know, potentially win, right. He could win if he does these things, because we make it seem like teams can't beat the Kansas city chiefs. Technically they can, the Bengals beat them three times when it count. Um, and so have other teams. The Raiders have beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's not forget that. Um, so they've shown they can be beaten. Um, so I would probably say what Patrick Mahomes would have to do is he would have to make everyone around him elevated and great. That was something Tom Brady was able to do. Take people who were basically like spare parts and build in a, a super nice car. And that's what Patrick Mahomes is going to have to do. Um, and I believe he'll be able to do it. Um, he has the gifts. He has the talents. Like he kind of did it when Tyreek Hill left. Everybody wasn't sure what was going to happen with that situation. Now they have two Super Bowls. Um, he wins another one. They are technically, by definition, a dynasty. To keep that running. Someone's going to have to take a pay cut to keep all this talent, or you're going to have to get really good at elevating your talent. Um, one of two things. Um, so that was Aaron Rodgers' contract back to the Jets. That was Aaron Rodgers' contract. I'm very curious to see what that team's going to look like right now. Just the videos from training camps looking good. He's having fun. They bought him a nice iced out chain out number eight. I was like, okay. And he was like super. He was like, all right, let me stand here, chest out, chin up, put my chain on. Um, So I thought that that was hilarious. Um, And so let's really quickly cover the injuries. So, yeah, Joe Burrow, that was really devastating news. Um, he's a quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Apparently he went down, they were in practice. There was video out there. I don't have to make this up. Um, it was all over social media as well as you could probably just go to YouTube and look up Joe Burrow injury. Um, and you'll see the video where he went down. I don't know why anybody won't watch that. I don't like watching players get injured. Um, it's very uncomfortable. Um, but, uh, he had a strain meniscus. They first, so they said calf. Now they're saying, is the meniscus in your calf? Listen, <laughs> I'm not, hold on. Y'all know I'm going to, I got like five more minutes on this. Um, meniscus. Let me spell it right. 
here we go. Meniscus, here we go. All right. So the meniscus is a C-shaped piece of cartilage. Okay, so it's a cushion between your shin bone and your thigh bone. The, I find that these players injure like the smallest piece of minute cartilage that causes a severe amount of pain. Um, that's really crazy. Um, so it's a small piece of cartilage. Imagine if it's a small piece of cartilage um, between like your your shin, your front of your shin, and your thigh. So that's like that's around. It sounds like it's almost like at the like the base, like in your knee. That's where it sounds like it's at. Um, so apparently. Um, yeah, the knee has two meniscus. Okay, so I looked that up for y'all. Y'all know I'm not a medical professional. Don't even try to act like I am. I just try to explain it so y'all understand where the pain's at, right? Try to understand, you know, the injury a little bit better. Um, so there's two pieces of cartilage in your knee, your meniscus, um, and that's what's strained. So they said, first they said a strained calf injury. Now they're saying it's like a strained meniscus. He had like an ace bandage or some kind of support on it already when he was in practice. But then something happened. He went down, you know. And this is a guy who seems like he's been playing every year injured. I didn't even know last year um, until I heard this on one of my favorite talk shows, um, sports talk shows, that apparently he had appendicitis. He had to go get surgery and then came back and like played. I'm like, this kid, bless his heart. Um... So they're all saying he needs to sit out, right? Um, because his contract is pending right now. He's going to blow the market out of the water. Like Justin Herbert's contract is going to look like monopoly money compared to what Joe Burrow's about to get. Um, because this is a guy who put the Cincinnati Bengals into the conversation. No one was talking about the Cincinnati Bengals until Joe Burrow. Now they are. Um, so they were like, hey, bro, sit down. Do not go back to practice until your contract is done. He's such a team player. He's like, no, I'll go out there and work. I'm I'm making up a storyline. I don't even know if that's really what was said. Um, but I imagine he's like, yeah, I'll go out there and play and work with them because he was excited. He's like, finally, a season I can start healthy. I think he'll be fine. And don't cry yet, Bengals fans out there. I think he'll be fine. Um, he's surrounded by some of the best doctors ever, and this guy's pretty tough. Um, and he's really good. If anyone could get Patrick Mahomes a run for his money, in my personal opinion, it's Joe Burrow. Um, so keep your eye out for that. I'm interested to see what that contract negotiation is going to look like for him. Um, and then we had a second injury, Jalen Ramsey, who just got picked up by the Miami Dolphins. He's a cornerback for them now. Um, he suffered an injury during practice as well. Um, oh, his was a meniscus and requires surgery. So Jeroboer was a calf injury. Good. Okay. See, I got those mixed up. So correction, Joe Burrow suffered a calf strain. Let me be specific. Calf strain, right? So many injuries. Calf strain. So he'll be okay. He had a band. I am correct. He had a bandage around it. It did happen in practice, but it was a calf strain. He was carted off. Um, this is Joe Burrow. He was carted off, but they're saying calf strain. He will be out several weeks. He will return. Possibly, it's estimated, educated guess. The first, basically, the first week we're back in the season. That's Joe Burrow. And I think he should, considering that they're still negotiating his contract. Then you have Jalen Ramsey, who suffered a meniscus injury. That's that piece, those two cartilage between your your shin and your thigh that we talked about. And he needs surgery on that. I'm about to say that sounds like a very in a weird, odd spot. I can't imagine injuring that and not getting surgery. So I'm glad I got that correction. He will be out six to eight weeks. 
Um, so he'll be back more than likely midseason. Um, don't count him out yet if you're a huge you know, fan of Jalen Ramsey who just bragged about being the best cornerback in the league. Um, I digress. <laughs> he is getting the surgery. Wait to see everything should go well. And, of course, he's going to rehab as hard as he can to get back onto the field. Um, so that is going to be um, it for the main stuff for this episode. As you know, um, I'm keeping track of these contracts, keeping track of these injuries, because you need to know what your first week's going to look like. Um, you can't really count preseason because no one wants their players getting hurt. So they usually use the second and third strings to let them play to kind of get, you know, determine who gets to stay and who goes. Um, Hard Knocks is coming back. It's going to be featuring the Jets. Um, I'm super excited about that. That should be coming on soon. So we'll talk a little bit more. I got two more episodes here before we break and then come back for the first week of the season. Um, and then the quarterback, if you haven't checked that out on Netflix documentary featuring, um, the QB for the Atlanta Falcons, who now I believe is part of the Raiders, um, and Kirk cousins and Patrick Mahomes. Um, let me get the names right. Cause I just, I feel we're only knowing two names and not the third guy's name. Right. Um, because that's just not right. Like you would be like, well, Ashley, like you could have looked it up. I could have, um, here we go. Quarterback Netflix. Um, and it was, I don't want to see who turned it down. Like, I don't care about that. <laughs> just like, they, like, this is who turned it down. No one was looking for who turned it down. Um, I just want to make sure that I have all the names correct for y'all. So y'all can be like, oh, okay. Cause it, here, it may be like your favorite QB. Um, and it was, I actually watched all the episodes. It was really good. I can, um, next episode, come back, talk about it a little bit more. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, Kirk Cousins. I know it's Patrick Mahomes. And then I was trying to get, the quarterback for um they you know can't find it um but if you know the name please comment below um so that correction can be made but it was really good kind of peeking into their lives um they asked a few other Jalen. i know Jalen hurt said no um i know that they were looking at another quarterback who said he liked to keep his life private so no um because they're really going behind the scenes like they're going i won't say all in their homes but I had a newfound respect for Kirk Cousins. Um, his family's just so humble. Um, I love when his wife said on the show, she was like, I know what my husband makes, but we still shop at Target. And I was like, I know that's right. First of all, Target's awesome. Um, so there you go. Uh, so if you haven't checked it out, it's really good. You get to see the behind the scenes from the quarterback's eyes rather than having a lot of other people talk about it. Um, and I think just watching... Patrick Mahomes talk about how he changed up plays or how he trains so that he's at his most healthiest peak for the season. Um, Kirk Cousins, who shows how he learns those plays. Listen, this is my last piece of um, random information before I close out. The way these quarterbacks have to memorize these play calls that absolutely make no sense. I randomly sent my sister a text, or no, I called her and said, Blue Eagle, 32 right, upstream, break. And she was like, what? That's not a play, by the way. I don't think it is. I don't know. I just made that up on the fly right here behind this microphone. Um, <laughs> I was just like, yeah. 
She's like, what? I was like, that's the kind of plays these guys have to memorize. Bless their hearts, because I don't know if I could do that. That's a level of IQ that I just, no. Um, so I, um, I, I love it. I love if you are a huge football fan, um, still go watch it. Even if those aren't your, you know, your quarterbacks, go watch it. I enjoyed it. Um, and it's actually um, produced by Peyton Manning. Um, Hall of Famer. So um, he does the intro, which made me feel like, ah, he's right, you know? Um, so go enjoy it. Go watch it. Um, this is not, I'm not paid promotion or anything. I'm just telling you what I enjoyed because I watched it. Um, and I will be back for episode three, I promise, um, with so much more information. I love you all. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. We're gearing up for season five and we're going to have a good time. Bye.